Today on CityCast Chicago, on a chilly November night in 1987, viewers across Chicagoland were watching the sports report on WGN when all of a sudden, anchor Dan Rohn cut out and something disturbing took over the screen. It was a person in a rubber mask of Max Headroom, a TV character during the time. He kind of jerks around in front of this trippy, metallic background. Then, about 30 seconds later, Dan Rohn is back. Well, if you're wondering what's happened, <laughs> so am I. Actually, the computer that we have running our... And to this day, we have no idea who was behind the Max Headroom incident. We talk with the director and star of a new movie out tomorrow inspired by it. It's Thursday, October 21st. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this... It's City Cash Chicago. What happened on WGN was a hack. Someone illegally took over the broadcast signal. There was a second one later that same night on WTTW during Doctor Who. It was longer and even creepier. The Max Headroom character talks is pretty garbled. Then we see the person with their face off screen, mask in hand, getting spanked by a fly swatter. But all the creepiness aside, it still didn't tell us who was doing this or more importantly, why. The Max Headroom hacks inspired a new thriller called Broadcast Signal Intrusion. It was shot right here in Chicago. I think a minimal amount of governmental That voice is Harry Shum Jr., who plays the main character, James. I talk with him and director Jacob Gentry, masked up at a hotel. Jacob, do we have a sense of what actually happened on that night? Well, they have, like, sort of how they had to have done it, but they don't actually have any kind of suspects. And the, I, I believe the FBI, like, had kind of closed the case. And I think that one, of all the broadcast signal intrusions, because that was a phenomenon, I think of all of them, that, was, that one's the most sort of famous because it's the one that's unsolved. But I think it also speaks to the idea that like, there, when you're watching it, you can't put your finger on why it's so creepy, right? Yeah. Because you're like, I know what, I mean, it's, I know what that is. It's just Max Hedrum. It's just a guy being an idiot in a mask. But why is this so upsetting to my brain? Is it the spinning, you know, like a tin sheet in the background or whatever? It's like you don't really know. And I, it gets at something that's like a fear that you can't put your finger on, which makes it, which makes it even more sort of like mm-hmm. un- unnerving and chilling. Have you talked to people who remember that 1987 incident? Are they still freaked out or have they just kind of moved past it? Well, actually, you should ask him because he was on... WGN. Yeah, I was on WGN today, and a lot of the news anchors are like, oh, we remembered that happening, but the Dan, Dan Rowan, who it happened to, his reaction is like, I don't know how to play this off, but, you know, let me blame it on something that I, mm-hmm. you know. And then you could see the rest of the news anchors trying to have that, like, that laugh of, like, <laughs> let me, uh, uh, so, yeah, what are you eating for dinner tonight? Like, that was strange. They did a follow-up of it where they asked you know, just regular folks who did watch the intrusion and the spectrum of the reactions were was was really interesting. Uh, somebody wants to get attention, what do they do? They go break into a uh, uh, television broadcast. 
just to get attention, like throwing a brick through your window, so to speak. Well, some thought it was a lot of fun. So what did you think about the whole thing? Very, very funny. It may seem rather humorous, but there is more to it than that. For the fact that FCC got involved, you know, the FBI got involved, it was a, it was a thing. It was and people a, concerned about the, like, national security implications of doing something like that. It, it, that freak, phone freaking and the stuff that the movie deals with in the time period that, that you're investigating in the movie, that's the beginning of Anonymous and, like, all the cyber hacking culture that, that exists... Chicago. It is the city of the Magnificent Mile. It is In the, the movie, Harry's character James is an AV tech whose job is to archive TV broadcasts. One night, he comes across a tape of a signal intrusion similar to the real-life Max Headroom incident. The film follows James as he descends into internet message boards and meets up with shady hackers, and he learns these tapes are somehow connected to the disappearance of his wife. Like, the day and time we live in now, like, we are talking about hacking uh, almost every other day. There is some story coming out that a corporation was hacked, you know? What is it like to be having a movie that is about a time in which we didn't really have a, a vocabulary for these type of hacks to be having it now when we live in conspiracy theory, uh, hacking world every single day? I mean, for me, you know, just researching it and, and making the movie, it actually helps me get perspective on today. So you don't feel like consumed with it. Like I listen to podcasts and they're just like, man, everything's tough right now. And then you go back to like that, uh, a podcast from like five years before that. And everyone's like, man, everything's tough right now. And every, <laughs> you always think that just because of the way of the world, you just always think that the time you're in is just like the most extreme time. But to sort of get perspective and go like, this is not unique. I mean, it's very clear. James like is like head first in this mystery while you were trying to get into that hair space. Did you like look into all of these theories, all of these rumors and like get obsessed with them yourself a little? Absolutely. I mean, I, you can't help but not do that. There's, there's theories of a disgruntled worker. There's theories of someone just pranking. What's interesting, a lot of like investigators really went down, and, but they've been like debunked. And then, and then so I, it's always interesting. It's like, well, is the person who did it trying to debunk it, but not letting themselves be known? Maybe. And that is, that is whoever did this really hid themselves very well and continuing to, which... It's fascinating because you're like, we just want to know why. Yeah. That's all we want. No, why? Jacob, did you find yourself also obsessed with some of these rumors and theories that ultimately, you know, kind of uh, play out in the film? Like the, these, these rabbit holes we find ourselves falling I mean, into. I, th I, def I mean, definitely, you know, and I, and I don't think that I'm alone and whether people like to admit it or not, you know, but also like, oh, my God, what happens if I go too far down the wrong YouTube wormhole? You know, that's kind of what scared me a little bit in working on it, is just kind of going like doing something more severe or something because of you think, because you've taken this conspiracy theory and it's like yeah. diluted your brain. Harry, watching you go through that paranoia as your character gets deeper and deeper in the story, by the end of it, not to give anything away, but you know, y'all don't really come to like a really tidy ending. There's still a little bit of mystery. You know, same with the 1987 incident. We still don't know how that, uh, what ultimately was behind that. I think that's what we're kind of exploring within the film. Like some people are, are continually asking questions to the point that they're looking for answers and they don't, they don't even know what the question, remember what the question was, which that was my favorite line yeah. of the movie. 
Yeah, I've been at this for weeks. Feels like forever. I can't seem to remember anything from before I saw <laughs> from when I started. Well, sometimes you spend so long looking for the answers, you forget the fucking question. And that, that's that's a human thing, because when we talk going back to technology, it's like technology changes, will continually change. But for the most part, humans don't. You know, it's just our relationship to things around us that change over time. When you're talking about the whole movie as a whole, I think it's interesting. It says more about the audience, what you how you react to it says more a lot about you, right? And I think this is one of those films that do that. And that's what's fascinating to me about being part of this, this whole journey. I like that you said that last part, because I know it said something about me, because the whole time <laughs> I was watching, I was like, buddy, he got something to hide. <laughs> I was suspicious of James the whole time. I was like, what? And that's legit. To yeah. have that. That, and I, I was just, suspicious of right, myself. I felt myself. We just, had a lot of conversations about that. I mean, ultimately, the goal is to have a, a, a movie, an experience that is like when the credits roll, you're not done with it. Talking about movies and television is almost just as big as and important as the actual like content itself. Harry, it's been 30 years since this original incident. You know, why do you think people are still just so captivated all this time later? They still haven't figured it out. Yeah, I mean, that's that's. That, that alone is just speaks volume to and people are still trying to figure it out that's the thing it's 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 more than just um kind of the unknown it's like these people uh people on 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 these reddit forums or any other forums where people can congregate you know from all over the world are still fascinated with or trying to find answers and then you come up with your own conclusions after that mm-hmm. jacob i'll ask you this since you, you you know you deal in in fiction does it matter if we know what the real story was because we can we can tell our own i think it matters only in the sense that if we did we would not be talking about it right now i think i think the reason that you would investigate it is because it's so fascinating and it's just almost impenetrable and i think we want to we want to to know That was director Jacob Gentry and actor-producer Harry Shum Jr. Broadcast Signal Intrusion is playing tomorrow in select theaters, and it's one of the Chicago International Film Festival's virtual offerings through Sunday. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Protests continue yesterday as U.S. senators consider former Mayor Rahm Emanuel for an ambassadorship to Japan. Emmanuel remains heavily scrutinized for his handling of the shooting and killing of 17-year-old Laquan McDonald by a Chicago police officer in 2014. His ambassador confirmation is expected in the coming weeks. A public viewing for the late historian Timuel Black will take place today in the Greater Grand Crossing neighborhood. Find details in the show notes. And some good news to get you through. If you're not into suspense thrillers, I've got another movie screening for you. Halloween Town 1 and 2 will be screening in the East Side neighborhood Saturday at 1 o'clock. For more Chicago stories and events, check out our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. <laughs> Snuggle up with Agatha Cromwell and her grandkids. <laughs>